I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up, yeah. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. I like to listen up. I like the way you teach it. Not preachy. You better listen up. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Preachy, where you can be informed, inspired, comforted, and convicted, all from the Word of God, just not too preachy. I'm Jason Brown, but you can call me JB because that's what my friends call me, and I'm your host for this show. Uh, This is part two of a three-night series. And so I want to make sure that you know that we'll be here again tomorrow night, but I'll remind you uh, before we get off. And if you missed last night, feel free to go back on the page and find last night's video. It's still up. Let me go ahead and um, get into these shout outs. It's not a whole lot of shout outs today, but I want to give a shout out to uh, my good friend and uh, brother in Christ and a partner in ministry, uh, Brother Cecil Shorts. Cecil Shorts, I didn't know he was that young, but if he's on or he gets on, man, happy birthday to you. I know you are celebrating with you and your entire family. And if you know Cecil, like I know Cecil, when I say entire, I mean church bus family. I'm going to leave that there. That's not cool, but it's funny to me. It's funny to me. Happy birthday, Cecil. Uh, I missed uh, a good friend on yesterday, Um, uh, my my brother and my teammate, Chad Armstrong. Uh, He celebrated birthday celebrated a birthday yesterday uh, so chad happy birthday to you and just know uh that my family's prayers are with um uh, your family uh as you uh, uh deal with this uh tough time um your dad raised a good kid man and uh, i appreciate chad what you've done uh for me not just as a friend of the teammate but when you came on and gave your story uh to my mentor group man that was impactful uh not just to them but to me so chad uh, from me to you personally, I appreciate you, and um, uh, I stand with you in this time of struggle. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. I'm vexed, but not as vexed as I was yesterday. Uh, for those of you who came on yesterday, I told you I had a little uh, moment with a potential new yard man, uh, where I assumed some things in service that did not happen. And had given some instruction on how to handle my lawn uh, that was just ignored, essentially. And then I was overcharged. Uh, but I, as I sat and thought about it, I, a lot of it was my fault because I assumed. And, you know, this is not too preachy. And so you know that when you assume, you make an assume out of everybody. So that's my fault on assuming but I think my assumptions were safe assumptions, uh, but I just I made an assumption and I didn't uh, communicate it. And so what I, what I struggled with was, uh, on one hand, do I never communicate with this person again as I try and help small business owners uh, and new and upcoming business owners that offer a service? And just whatever I owed him, 
uh, pay him that and then leave it alone and never mention his name, never whatever, never do business. Do I do that on one hand or do on the other hand, do I reach out and explain to him my concerns and the expectations, uh, not just for my yard, but then even as going on in business? Uh, some of you may know that during the summer, uh, my children work uh, in, in the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, my daughter does uh, custom-made greeting cards. Uh, give me a call on that. She can do it, and they're really, really nice. Uh, she has all of her equipment, and she's really good at it. Uh, my son is a lawn man. He just does the simple stuff where he'll come and cut and trim and manicure uh, your grass. And I'm the driver for all of that. And I'm the, the funds behind <laughs> the funds behind. That vexes me that I'm the funds behind all. Anyway, anyway, I love supporting it because I want them to have that entrepreneurial spirit. Right. Um, and so do, do I just let them, do I, do I go ahead and call them is the other hand. I don't know how I took that tangent. But do I go ahead and call them and say, these are the expectations. If we're going to do business, this is what I expect. Um, and let's make sure we, we have a clear understanding, especially as you go forward, because I'm sure I'm not the only uh, home you're uh, marketing your business toward, right? And so when you go to another home, uh, certainly you can't do somewhere else uh, what you did to mine and expect to keep that business unless that person just has low expectations uh, for their lawn. Unfortunately, you bumped into a guy who knows how to take care of a lawn, and so my expectations are pretty high, and I had a decent lawn man. Um, so I put that out there and, and a lot of you guys chimed in, um, and, and, and I appreciate your input. Some were like, let him make it. He out. No need to do any business with that guy anymore. Right. Um, the other side, like, uh, my cousin Jana was like, well, Jay, what would Jesus do? And I'm like, Jesus probably would have cut it himself, <laughs> cut it himself. Right. Uh, Jesus eating cutting grass. Uh, you know, does he miracle the grass? Or is he actually going to be walking behind a lawnmower? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Jesus didn't have a problem working. Uh, neither do I, by the way. But I don't know what what what, what would Jesus do? Um, uh, I, Jesus said, you know, if it doesn't bear fruit, you cut it off. Sometimes Jesus turned tables over, but he also went after uh, the lost sheep. He left the ninety nine to go find the one. So Jesus kind of did both depending on the situation. So then I had other people was like, nah, you know, give a brother a chance, give him a call. Um, and then some people were like, well, you can give them a call. Maybe you won't do business, but you know, maybe give them some tips on what comes next. So here's where I'm vexed because I went with the majority vote who said to give them a call and possibly give them another chance or at least talk out the expectations. Here's why I'm vexed because I went with the majority vote and I called this guy and he didn't answer. Not a big deal. He never called me back. I texted him. It's texted. Can I say texted? Text. I text him or texted him. Text or te I sent him a text message and he did not respond. The text message simply said, give me a call. I could be talking about getting arrested, but give me a call, whatever. And I have heard nothing. I've seen no text. Maybe he knows that he screwed up and just said, you know what? I'm not going to fool with that guy and I'm going to cut that as a law. I don't know, but I'm vexed that you're trying to run a business and you're trying to, uh, Recruit me as a potential long-standing customer and you ain't going to call me back. I'm going to go back to it. My brother said it. If you go look at some of the old videos, we talked about doors. And one of the doors was having the door, being open, being able to keep doors open through good customer service. Right? Hey, reach, reach back. Now, here's the assumption of me again. I'm assuming that his day went normal and everything was right. 
And I hadn't even considered the fact that, you know, something may have happened with him or his family or something like that. You know, I know that life happens. Um, but in my assumption, and I'm allowed to assume sometimes it's not always safe. But, um, yeah, I'm vexed. I just hadn't heard from him. So I'm going to give him a couple of days. I'm going to give him a couple of days. Um, I'm not going to chase him. I'm not going to chase him. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to chase him. He's going to have to, I reached out. He's going to have to call me back. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. So I'm not as vexed as yesterday because yesterday I was <laughs> vexed, but not as much today. Psalm 121. Let's get in this word. Is that cool? I'm glad. Psalm 121. If you have your Bible somewhere, if not, you know, I'm going to read it for you. It's not a, it's not a long passage where we are. Uh, again, like like I told you on on the last uh, episode, that Psalm one twenty one is one of my favorite. You know, there are some psalms out there uh, that people really love, and I love too, like Psalm number one, "Blessed is a man that walks not that one right there," or Psalm number eight, uh, "How excellent is thy name, uh, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name." Uh, twenty Psalm twenty three, "The Lord is my shepherd." Um, Psalm twenty four, Psalm one hundred. All of Psalm 119, Psalm 150. You know, there are some that are just, you know, just favorite Psalm, Psalm 103, uh, Psalms, uh, what's the one where it says, What shall I render unto God for all his benefits? I want to say that's 105 or 116. I don't know. Um, so charge it to my head. But Psalm 121 is, is in that. Man, this is a favorite. If I hear a preacher start saying it, then I can go word for word because I love this particular psalm. So when you get time, you know, read it in its entirety and just let it sit on you. Because the whole psalm is talking about what these three episodes are about, which is, oh, to be kept. That's what this entire psalm is about. Last night, as a quick review, it's simply this. Uh, we are kept because the Creator never sleeps. He's up all night. And all day doing what? Keeping us. I, I hear the old church mother singing all night and all day. The angels are watching over me. So while we're asleep or while we're up all night worried, he is still keeping us because he doesn't nap, nor does he take deep sleeps. He is up. And not that he's up and he's tired. He is up and working and busy and moving in our lives and setting up stuff for us that we have no idea, putting our names in rooms before we even get to those rooms. He is up and alert. Remember, God is not man. God is spirit. So it's not like he needs a nap. He doesn't need any rest. He gave rest for us. That's what the Sabbath is, right? The Sabbath... Uh, was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It's intended for us to rest. I'm going down a tangent. Let me let me get back in here. So last night we did um, verses, essentially did verses uh, one through four, uh, and we highlighted verses three and four. Now uh, let's get in to verses five and six. And I traded in my daughter's Bible for mine. All right, I got mine tonight. Verse 5 and 6. Here it is. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. I love that word, smite. Smite. 
The sun will not smite you, old smiter. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Let's, let's, let's walk through this real quickly. And there's some things I want to pull up. And I'm going to challenge some of this in here and see if we can challenge some of our thinking. I hope you enjoy this with me. Let's look at this first clause in verse 5. The Lord is your keeper. I want to stop right there for a second. And let's just plug away from this and what the author is trying to get over to the audience. That there is nobody else that is keeping you. There is nobody else that's able to keep you like the Lord can keep you. Now, I know that your mother or your father or your grandmother did a fantastic job taking care of you, but they are not your keeper. You should applaud them. You should thank them. You should love on them. Um, you, should, you should preserve their legacies because they did as best that they could, as they could but it does not stack up to the Lord keeping you. I, I, know, I know some of my uh, 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 friends uh, that have husbands, husbands are keeping them well. Uh, you're in a kept vehicle and, and you're in a kept home and you have kept clothes and kept purses and uh, kept shoes. Matter of fact, you probably got a closet just for your shoes. You're kept, you're kept. Are you... Or he's keeping you because you have, you know, he brings a check home every two weeks without question. You're kept. But as much as your husband keeps you, he can't keep you like the Lord can keep you. As a matter of fact, he is not your keeper anyway. The Lord is your keeper. My fellas that have wives, I know your wife keeps you. She keeps you in nice clothes and make sure you're matching or even if it's in style to not match some things and how to be in style with the non-matching, even though I think that's not in style at all. Uh, she makes sure your socks are showing just right. Your pants are tight, but not too tight. So you're not wearing skinny jeans all the way, but you're not wearing leggings. She keeps you, she keeps you trendy. Uh, she, she, she keeps you with something to watch on the TV. and uh, she, she may even keep you with your favorite bottle of wine. Or whatever else you Kool-Aid. If it's Kool-Aid, it's your, your thing is Kool-Aid. Ah. And as much as she keeps you in other areas, amen, for other areas, she's not your keeper. The Lord is your keeper. If you, if you, if, if you got any kids that's paying attention, kids, I know that your parents have done well during this pandemic as well as well can be, but they are not your keeper. The Lord. Nobody can keep me like the Lord can keep me. That's what the author says to the audience right now. And that's what he's saying to us today. That the Lord is, that is, is not the king. The king is not keeping you, audience, in the Bible. The, the priest is not keeping you. The prophet is not keeping you. That idol God. Certainly, it's not keeping you because they lack any capability to keep you in the first place. It is the Lord that is keeping you. Can we accept that truth today on Not Too Preachy? That before we give credit to our bosses and give credit to everybody else, applaud them, thank you for what you're doing for me. But ultimately, especially during this time, it is the I really could stay on that all night, but I'm not going to. Ultimately, even during this time, no matter how good or how bad, how challenging it has been for you, it is the Lord who is 
keeping all of us. The Lord. Now let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going because I don't I don't want I don't want to belabor too long and I don't want to stay here too long. Look what he says. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. So if there's shade, there must be a source of light, right? And so here we have the Lord protecting that that area of influence where you this that's typically where you have your power and your influence uh, is typically connected to the right hand. Nothing against left-handed people. That's just kind of where it's connected. So in the important parts, the Lord is the shade. He's he's cooling off uh, that that scorching area uh, but but what what is really showing uh, it, it's, it's talking about the influence of the element that is the sun these these people at this time uh lived off the land right um agriculture they they grew their food um they were uh shepherds they had sheep they had you know uh some of them had to raise birds you know depending on your economic status um uh, but what they grew they ate um or they traded in the market um, and, and those kinds of things, right? Um, wheat and barley and, you know, oxen and, and cattle and those kind of things. It was agriculture, uh, livestock, those kind of things. And so a lot of this work is being done in the heat of the day, in the heat of the day. Some stuff you're keeping over watch at night, like shepherds watching over their flock at night, Christmas season, right? Y'all get that, uh, Luke chapter two. Um, but you know, you work by the sweat of your brow. Hot, 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 hot. And one thing you need when the sun is burning is you would love some shade, right? Uh, or if, if, these, uh, if this group of people are traveling uh, or doing business from place to place, uh, they're not riding in, you know, air-conditioned Teslas with the doors that go up. You know, my daughter is screaming Tesla. Every time she has Tesla, she screams, right? Um, but they're, they're walking uh, or they're riding on the back of a mule or a camel or some kind of animal, but uh, they do the traveling in, in the day. And so... The Lord becomes shade, so he 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 gives a, a spot where he can keep them cool. But he's not talking about a literal, you know, just shade. Not only that, but talking about keeping your life cool. But but look how he goes on. He says, "The sun will not smite you by day. The sun will not smite you. Smite, strike, hit, damage, harm, destroy. The sun will not hurt you um, by day." Uh, and, and that connects to that to that clause where he's a shade over your right hand. And so if there's shade, I mean, there must be a light source, which is the sun. So that means during the hot seasons, during the hot part of your living, whether you're wandering or, 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 or whether you're working, uh, that God has said, uh, I'll keep you protected uh, from the heat or even the heated parts of your life, the hot parts of the day by covering you, by keeping things cool, by being the shade. Uh, that you need when things are hot. So, so, so it's, it's safe to say that there's protection provided by the Lord in hot conditions, right? Whether you're working, traveling, or going about your day, uh, the writer here says um, that the sun will not do harm to you by day. That's that's one piece. But this this moon situation, it, it hits a bit differently because he says nor the moon by night, nor the moon uh, by night. If you had a chance last night to go out and see the conjunction or if it's out again tonight, something we call the Bethlehem star, the Christmas star, uh, where the stars are bright, uh, close to the moon, a particular area, or Jupiter and Saturn are behind each other. I call my science friend, Miss Skinner, to kind of get some, some insight on what I'm looking for when I went out there, but it's so much light pollution in our area that I couldn't really see it good. Then I tried to download an app. It didn't really work as well. But this, this moon by night situation kind of, 
kind of uh, uh, arrested me. Is it possible that the author is speaking of two different things because he mentioned two different elements? Sun by day, uh, nor the moon by night. Is it possible that those elements mean there's a, there's a physical protection and possibly uh, a, a mental protection, right? F follow me for a second. Lunar movement in, in antiquity was often connected um, to negative or violent behavior. Right, the, the movement of the moon, the gravitational pull, the waves, and all of that stuff was, was connected, uh, they said was connected to violent behavior. That's, we get our word um, lunatic from lunar, right? Um, and particularly, the full moon is where uh, there'll be a lot of blame for negative behavior. So, you know, you're looking at your TV and uh, you see you get old Michael Jackson thrill and the moon is full. So then the Michael Jackson werewolf come out or just uh, werewolf in London, those kind of old werewolf movies where the werewolf will come out only on uh, full moons. And then there was, a, there was some correlation. They were saying uh, that the, 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 the erratic or the, the lunatic type behavior increased on nights when there was, was full moon. And if that's true, then the writer could be saying that the Lord protects us mentally or protects us from our own lunatic behavior, our own lunacy, right? That sounds good, and I, and I actually like that theory, and it sounds good even when I say it and when I wrote it uh, the other day, but that doesn't mean that it's right. Now, one thing I do, and, and I hope you get to know me more, is that I like science, and I trust science, and I trust research. And so I did some reading in a, um, some science journals, um, and one that I found uh, was more recent, where there was a 2019 research done uh, over 10 years, over 10 years that this, this, this article was published, that there was research done over 10 years uh, in about 15 different psychiatric wars that actually dismissed the notion uh, that the movement or the, uh, of the moon or the phases of the moon were directly connected biologically to uh, behavior. But still, there is a connection because the author is not going to just sit that word there and it doesn't mean anything. So, so what more accurately does it mean? Well, we know for sure is that violence, uh, a violent or a dangerous behavior is more likely to occur um, at night uh, where the perpetrator um, could hide under the cover of, of darkness, lurking in the byways, uh, looking for a non-assuming victim, right? Uh, if you listen to rap music, the, the rap group Houdini says, say it with me, the freaks come out at night. So, so this is where... <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed when I said that. So this is where the writer suggests that the Lord shows up at the nighttime. So he's shade in the day, but he's also there in the nighttime. Um, when danger is lurking that we don't see, then God is there to keep us even in that. And even more so, not only that, but don't take away from the fact that the Lord can still keep our mind. Say amen right there. So he's not only able to protect us physically uh, by day and even physically from harm at night, but he's also even able to keep us mentally. Not that we would have different behavior because the moon is out. It's just that there are some areas in our life that are dark. Mm. Ooh. Some areas where people don't see. Where we're thinking things and lead, letting those thoughts lead to behaviors 
that are probably enacted on, thought about, and considered in the dark. And even then, isn't that where the battlefield is? Uh, isn't that what Satan wants? He, he wants to take control of our minds and, and our thinking because we know that thinking was drive behavior. You have values that drive what you think about and what you think about will drive your behavior and what it is that you do. And so then if we need protection from our mind, then it needs to be the Lord that keeps our mind as well. And it's not because of the moon or the lunar movement that drives us to these erratic lunatic behaviors. It is our own desires and our own ambitions that drive us to do things uh, that we ought not do, and we typically do them in the places where people can't see. If we're not careful, our mind can take us to some dark places, and it'll show up in our behaviors and our decision-making. Understand that the harm done by the sun and the moon is figurative, right? And it's just a way of saying that the Lord will keep you all day and all night from both danger seen and unseen, the dangers outside of you, and the dangers lurking inside. Be of good cheer, people. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade upon your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Two words, and I'm going to pull in my friend Al B. Shore. Night and day. That's where you're kept. Night and day. That's all I have for you tonight. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for part three as we close out song number 21. Just a reminder, I'm Jason Brown. If you've never met me, I am a John Maxwell certified speaker, coach, and trainer. Uh, I am in youth ministry, and I'm a school counselor. Oh, and I'm a husband, and I'm a dad. Uh, and I, I do my own yard sometimes. I should do it more. Not Too Preachy podcast is up and running. Uh, the new episodes uh, from tonight will be, from last night, tonight, and tomorrow will be loaded later on this week. Uh, but you can find it on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, or wherever you find your podcast. Uh, feel free. If you notice right there in the link, you can go to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe. I'm looking for 1,000 subscribers. 1,000 subscribers. Stay with me. 1K. 1,000 subscribers. I'm putting it in the atmosphere. 1,000 subscribers. So go to the YouTube page and subscribe. You can click on the link or you can simply go to your YouTube and search Motivated by JB. Also, also, the store is open again. Yes, the Well Done store is open again. The link is also in this video as well, and I will leave it up. It's also on my Facebook page, and it's on my Instagram page. Uh, I added some new colors. I added some new colors. I added some new colors, and one of those colors is purple and gold. That's what it is. I also got a navy blue and gold. I got a black and red. I got a black and gold. Um, just, just go check it out. New colors up. Uh, Pre-orders only, and then uh, once I close the store, then those orders will be processed and shipped out. All right? Uh, make sure you share all that information with your friends. Share this video. Share the YouTube page. Uh, share the store with your mom and them. A uh, little, uh, little stomach ache in them over there on the south side, whatever city you're in. Um, and uh, big mama and them, too. Just show, show big mama how to do it. Okay? Show big mama how to do it. And then little stomach ache know how to do it. Uh, don't worry about little stomach ache. And um, uh, little junior, he could probably show you how to do it. Get, get your kids one too. Um, this is the sleeveless one uh, with the hoodie. Um, make sure you go get it. I, mean, I like them. They're comfortable. They're good quality. Uh, and if you want to support, you see the cash app right there. Feel free to support. Three night event. This was night two. 
Uh, tomorrow will be the culminating event, and tomorrow night I'm going to have a big announcement about who's going to be interviewed on next week because you do not want to miss the interview. It's going to be dope because the person that I'm interviewing has a story out of this world, and this person surely personifies what it means to be kept. So you don't want to miss that, but you're going to find out tomorrow. Uh, until I see you again, may the Lord bless you. Uh, may the Lord keep you, and I hope dude calls me back so we can square away uh, this lawn business because I just don't like the way it looks, and I'm going to end up having to go out there and do it myself. But I'm capable. The sun not going to smite me by day. Peace, y'all. I love y'all.